This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome to a Friday morning wake-up call on Sports Country Radio. TGIF, it's a cool one here in the Northeast. Not quite freezing temperatures this morning, but it's getting close. And uh, we've got lots to talk about this morning. Actually, we've got a little bit to talk about. And then we've got an interview with Dan Zampano. Uh, Dan, who was with us uh, just about every Friday uh, during the NFL season, he's going to talk about some of the action from last week's games, talk about what went on this week. Uh, it's an interview we actually taped last night. Uh, Dan had a commitment this morning, so uh, we taped the interview last night. So it won't include the Thursday night game uh, from last night, which was uh, quite a thriller. The Packers beat the Cardinals last night 24-21, uh, and they were damn lucky. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals damn near pulled this thing off. They got the ball back late in the game at their own one-yard line and uh, almost went 99 yards. Kyler Murray, uh, some miscommunication with A.J. Green in the end zone and uh, an interception by Rasul Douglas uh, with 12 seconds left in the game, the difference. The Cardinals were all the way down there, and it was going to be one of those things where they could have kicked a field goal to send the game into overtime. Uh, unfortunately, uh they decided to go for the touchdown, and maybe maybe it was the right move. I'm sure it was. Um, but uh, Kyler Murray, who had been so good on that drive, uh, miscommunicates with A.J. Green, and uh, the rest is history. And the Packers escape, and the Cardinals have their first loss of the season. I still think the Cardinals are a better team. And I'll tell you what, the Cardinal defense did a great job, and they were playing without J.J. Watt last night, who was going to have to have surgery on his shoulder. He may very well be done for the year. That is a big loss for them. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, a, a good win for the Packers last night. So both teams now uh, with 7-1 and one records. Uh, the World Series resumes tonight, Game 3 of the World Series, and uh, the scene shifts to Atlanta where we will see that horrendous tom- tomahawk chop. They, uh, I'll tell you what, Rob Manfred and the Braves and uh, are taking a lot of heat. And this is something that I'm sure the Braves are not happy about um, because they are in the World Series. I mean, they're happy about being in the World Series, obviously, but by being in the World Series, it has drawn more attention to what is going on with the uh, the situation with the Braves' nickname and the tomahawk chop, et cetera, et cetera, and then the stupid comments by Rob Manfred uh, about, oh, well, the Native Americans are fine with the tomahawk chop, so don't worry about it. You know, I mean, so uh, not a good look for Major League Baseball right now. Um, one other quick baseball news before we take a break, and we'll get to the interview with Dan. Uh, the San Diego Padres hired Bob Melvin away from the Oakland Athletics yesterday. Uh, a surprise. Bob Melvin, 60 years old. He's going to get a three-year contract with the Padres. He had just had his option picked up on his contract by the A's to manage for another year there. But the uh, 
the A's gave the Padres permission to talk to Melvin, and they did, and they hammered out a deal, and so he is headed south. And good for him. Uh, look, he's in a very weird situation up in Oakland. They don't know what's going on with the ballpark. Don't even know long-term if they're going to be there. And the ballpark they're playing is a dump. Uh, so Bob Melvin, a guy who has been uh, manager of the year three different times in both leagues. He's managed the Diamondbacks, the Mariners, and the A's. Uh, he is the all-time winningest manager in A's history with uh, 853 of them. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year, but they had been in the playoffs for three straight postseasons. So, uh, you know, this is a great get for San Diego. And it just goes to show you what a train wreck it must be in Oakland if they're willing to let one of the best managers in baseball just walk to a team that is loaded with talent. And uh, I think this is probably just the secret sauce that this team needs uh, to uh, to turn things around, and I would be very scared of the San Diego Padres next year if I was the rest of the National League. It's 10 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our interview with Dan Zampano. You're listening to The Wake-Up Call on Sports Country. Welcome back to The Wake-Up Call, and as we are every Friday, now we're going to be honest, we're taping this on Thursday. Dan had to work Friday morning, so uh, so we don't have to try to play the game. This was taped on Thursday. Dan Zampano. Welcome, my friend. Good to have you back once again. Tough week for you last week with the picks, though. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. A lot of, like, comeback, though, by a lot of the underdogs. The last few weeks, the public, the public, the public, they're betting the favorites. They love the favorites. And last week, finally, we got some underdogs to go through. I was too much of a, of a big chicken and wouldn't take the Titans, and I took them on the line and not the money line, of course, but... You know, on your show, I took the Chiefs, too. So we're going to get back to it. You know, you just grind through the week like Urban Meyer in a bar in Ohio. You just grind through it, you know, like you just keep doing it. So we're going to get there. Uh, all right. Well, let's start. You mentioned the Titans-Chiefs games. Let's start there before we get to the Patriots debacle from last week. Let's start with the Titans-Chiefs. And, you know, as I said to you before we started the interview, I wasn't so much surprised at the outcome. The fact that Tennessee won the game didn't necessarily shock me because it was in Tennessee. What shocked me was the level of beatdown that Tennessee gave to the Chiefs. This was never a game. And Patrick Mahomes continues to look like an average, at best, NFL quarterback right now. Yeah, uh, is it is it okay now? Are we allowed to say that Patrick Mahomes is now uh, not good? Like, not good. No, just, just it, it, it's especially. I mean, over the career, sure. Like he's had a great career. This year, kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like to put it bluntly, he kind of sucks. Like he's been, he has nine interceptions. He's leading the league. He's got as many interceptions as Zach Wilson. Right. This year. Um, they continue, and that's his interceptions. He also fumbled in the game as right. well. I mean, he's got like 11 turnovers this year. I mean, he's not only is the Chiefs' defense bad, but they're being put in terrible positions, terrible positions. Uh, to me, they're a bottom two defense in the league. There's no question about that, but their offense is extremely, extremely overrated. Um, Hill, obviously still dealing with uh, quad injuries. Kelsey looks a little hobbled out there as well. They're getting yards. They could use Clyde Edwards to layer back. That that no would question. be a big boost right. for them, that, definitely. But, man, this team just can't seem to put it together. And listen, credit the Titans. Titans had like, no corners in that game. They played that game perfectly. 
They played it absolutely perfectly defensively, getting turnovers. And all of a sudden, and, and, and get this too, it wasn't Derrick Henry. Derrick no. Henry, they held him They held him to like three and a half yards of carry. I mean, he had like, there's a stat line straight out of 2003. He had like 29 carries for 86 yards. It right. was like something ridiculous. But they, they threw the ball on the Chiefs. They let A.J. Brown work. They let Julio Jones work. They let some of those other receivers work. Credit them. Like, they were ready to go, and clearly the Chiefs were not. So two big wins in a row. As much as we're going to hark on the Chiefs and, the, and, and Mahomes and all that, how about the Bills and the Chiefs back-to-back wins for Tennessee Titans? Look yeah. out. Yeah, no question. I mean, and, and look, you know, if you had told me before the week that Ryan Tannehill was going to severely outplay Patrick Mahomes, I would have wanted some of what you were smoking. But he clearly, 21 for 27, 270 yards. I mean, it just, he was very efficient. You know, the other part of it is you mentioned uh, Mahomes. The other part of it is the front seven for the Titans. I mean, look, they got to Mahomes a lot. They sacked him four times, and they, they, mm-hmm. they pressured him uh, a lot more than that. I mean, this game really, you know, as efficient as Tannehill was and, and, and Henry grounded out, it was more to me that the defense just smothered this Chiefs offense. Yeah, no question about it. And in the game as well, I mean, you saw Mahomes take a nasty knee, flying knee to the head. Yep. I think Chad Henney had to finish the game. Like there was, I mean, he was just getting bombarded left and right. And that's what he does. You put a little bit of pressure on the kid will just throw balls into a, into a pit. Like that's what he'll do. So, and they'll get after him. I mean, like it is now apparent that, that, and you know, the funniest thing about this whole week is that people are saying, the Chiefs dynasty is now over. What dynasty? What dynasty? This is, if that's a dynasty, it's the shortest dynasty in American history. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, in world history, that is a joke that they are being called a dynasty at all. But regardless, I mean, their run right now of being successful is looking very bleak. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a team now. I mean, and I don't know how much you know credence you put in the power rankings that, that come out every week. But the Chiefs the Chiefs right now are like listed at as number fourteen. Middle of the pack. And you know, in, in that could even be a little bit generous at times. Well and although you need to look no further than they're at fourteen. The New England Patriots are at eighteen. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I don't know, you know, how much they really mean, but uh, you know, this is a Chiefs team that, you know, everybody started the season. They were the top, you know, two or three. Yeah, uh, I actually do my own power ratings for, and obviously it's for you know the card and betting purposes only. I have the Chiefs listed in terms of spread team at, at bottom five in the league. Wow. I mean, like very, very. I mean, why? What has shown you statistically that they are at all even a playoff team right now? The Patriots and the Chiefs have the same record, just so everybody knows. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's that's what I'm saying. The the AFC that that's how bad the Chiefs have been. The AFC is still a wide-open race. Talk about teams that, you know, they're not necessarily on life support, but they're teams that got to string together a couple of wins, and the Chiefs' schedule after this week gets really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you do look at the AFC, and, and it is, I think it's very possible there's a team with an under 500 record that makes the playoffs in the AFC. I don't disagree with you. you know, I, could, I think that could, could happen. There could be an 8-9 and nine team. As one of the as one of the wild cards, I think that's very possible. The way things are shaking out, so uh, we go from that to another shocking result, and that was the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> absolutely tuning up the Baltimore Ravens, forty-one 
points. And I, look, and I'm a guy that, and I, I'm going to take my medicine right now and you feel free to give it to me. I'm a guy that's been on the Lamar Jackson MVP talk. Uh, Lamar Jackson last week was awful. 15 for 31, got sacked five times. Yeah, he ran, he ran for 88 yards. He was running for his life, but he was terrible. He missed open receivers. I mean, you know, and, and it just, uh, I, I never saw this coming. Joe Burrow, 416 yards in the air. You think LSU misses Joe Burrow and the Jamar Chase? <laughs> you know, uh, like, yeah. well, Ed, holy Ed, cow. Ed, Ed Ogeron would probably still have a job. He might. He might. <laughs> Ripping his shirt off. Go Tigers. Go Bengals. Right. That's yeah. that's what he's going to be can, saying I can, never, I can never understand what he says anyway, even when he was saying go Tigers. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> the type of guy that's got gumbo in his but, mouth all the time. But, I mean, yeah, those two LSU teammates, what a day. And, uh, I mean, now all of a sudden you have to take the Cincinnati Bengals very seriously. If the playoffs started today, <laughs> they're the number one seed in the AFC. This is hilarious. So if if we just went by like records and we had the Super Bowl today, yeah, it would be Bengals Cardinals. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah, can get can you can isn't that a great look for the league? Do you oh. think the league would just love the Bengals and the Cardinals? Now you know what it would draw a rating because it's a Super Bowl anyway, but it would not be a very sexy matchup. That's for sure. No, it would not. That is a uh, two puke cities. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but. The uh, people just slinging chili everywhere from Cincinnati. That's what that would be. But uh, can you imagine? I would say this. The Bengals, um, and if we had picked the game, I would have picked the Bengals to to win the game. I I did like the Bengals a lot. Um, But the Bengals, the reason is not just Chase, although Chase is utterly fantastic. It's like 200 yards in the game. Right. Their defense was incredible. I mean, where has this come from? Their defense has all of a sudden just rose into the occasion each and every week. I mean, they held Aaron Rodgers down for three touchdowns in the game against against the Packers. Now they're doing this against Lamar Jackson where they were just getting after him. Receivers were not open, and Lamar, really, they did a nice job of not just rushing but containing him right. and not over-pursuing him. That was what was so key to the game. The Bengals just kept it cool, kept it collected, and then just like the the game the the play that broke it open was a little slant route to Jamar Chase that he took like eighty yards to the house. Right. I mean that that absolutely broke it open and broke the Ravens back. Uh, I did think the Ravens would have a good game plan, but forty what was it forty one seventeen the right. final? I mean yeah. that was just in, incredible yeah. and incredible right. job by Joe Burrow. It was a it was a three point game. What about uh, about four minutes into the third quarter? Yeah. Um, and then you're right that slant route it was eighty two yards and that was it. And they, Baltimore just never recovered. And but again, that's one of those things, kind of like that t- Titans game. You know, even if you liked the Bengals, Dan, last week, there's no way in hell you thought it was forty-one seventeen. No, the Bengals. No, not at all. But I'll tell you something: the Ravens they scored their last touchdown. What was it like? Five minutes left in the third quarter. Yes. And then they never scored again. I mean, that was what was so impressive in the game. Now. I want to pull back on your Lamar Jackson, like, you know, uh, you got to take your medicine. I don't like it how every week we go from, like, oh, this guy sucks, too. This guy's the MVP. Lamar Jackson will be back. Like, oh. he will be back. Oh, There's no think, question about it. I don't it think he mind. stinks. My, I just, my, my point was is that, you know, uh, MVP caliber quarterbacks don't have 
weeks like necessarily like he had last week and 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 uh, that's true. you know so that's my my thing it's not that i think the guy stinks i just think that yeah. you know you know you you've got to be consistent which is why you know no one can if 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 patrick mahomes gets a vote for mvp this year that guy should have his vote revoked absolutely the, the guy's right. just been awful i mean the the only guys that right now to me are up for MVP, you know, I would have obviously Kyler Murray, Stafford, Brady, all those guys. And, you know, maybe you sprinkle a little bit on Burrow and Dak Prescott and you see where it goes. But, right. you know, I, I think that those guys really are at the top of the class. Everybody else is is, is swimming with the fishes. All right, let's get to uh, the New England Patriots. And, you know, everybody was downright giddy and, you know, it, it's great. You know, you put up 54 points. It's all well and good, but, you know. We! It's, congratulations! It's the New York <laughs> Jets. I mean, you know, so every time somebody wants to say, well, the Patriots are 3-4, and four, they beat the Jets. You know, I, I have a hard time getting too worked up about it. What I did like, however, I like the fact that they allowed Mac Jones to throw the football down the field a little bit. You know, they, they used that trick play. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I hope we don't see that again for about six or eight weeks. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, but but I like the fact that at least they opened up the offense a little bit. They knew they could get away with it against the Jets. Uh, look, if they back up that 54 last week with a good performance at the Chargers this week, you know, I'll believe a little bit more. Uh, right. But I have a hard time getting too excited about last week. It's one of those games that, you know, first off, Belichick absolutely despises the Jets. And at any time he can just stick their face oh, yeah. in the mud and just and bury them, he'll do it. Right. But, you know, throwing the ball with Brian Hoyer with three minutes left <laughs> in the game was a nice little example of yeah. that. But, yeah. you know, I, again, I agree with you. I think there's a couple of good things you can take out of it offensively. I would say they got back to ground and pound. They got Shaq Mason back. That was great. Like, they ground and pound. Really, really nice game for Damian Harris. Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor, all everybody had a touchdown. Like, great. Um, no, you know, and no, then Mac. No turnovers. No turnovers. That was the other thing yeah. I was going to say. No turnovers. They punted one time right. in the whole game. Right. Uh, Mac gets his first 300 yard game of his career, the one of, of, of many more. You know, I, I think that obviously things were just clicking offensively. And to be honest with you, the offense right now, like, is starting to come together. It's clearly better than the defense. Um, the one thing I will say this, they didn't have Hightower in the game. Right. He's still banged up. Well, hopefully he'll, I don't know about hopefully he, he'll be back next week because he just hasn't been really good. But my worry is the injuries on defense now. I mean, you're, you're losing Devin McCourty possibly this yep. week. Jonathan Jones now out for the year. I mean, that is such a blow right. to their secondary. They, who, who, they got Jalen Mills out there who had one, who had a terrible performance in, in this game. Um, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really, really worry about how they're going to stop that passing attack against Justin Herbert and, and, and those guys. But listen, you know, it's, it's a game that you hopefully can build on and, you know, stack them together is now the week. Like, is this the week now where they're going to figure out a way to win the game close and, and it's probably going to be close. Like, I don't think it'll be the 45, nothing game. It was last year. I think it's going to be obviously a close game if they can, if they can pull it out. You know the one the one concerning thing about last week, I guess, uh, and and I'm sure this is the kind of stuff that drives Bill Belichick nuts, is they had almost 100 yards in penalties again, Nin yep. 95 yards in penalties. You know that's one of those things. And against the Jets, you can get away with that. Against the Chargers, you're not going to be able to get away with that. 
yeah, not everything is buttoned up as some of the uh, the free agents that have come over here maybe have previously thought this year. We'll tell you that. So, listen, are they a good team yet? I don't. I don't know. Like we're gonna we're gonna find out. Right. Like if, if this is the week, if they lose this game, then they're back to where they were last week. You know, I mean, like, and then we're gonna go to Carolina and we'll see we'll see what that is and. You know, maybe we'll just play this game of volleyball back and forth every week and and create the path like we did last year. Yeah. Or what's the yeah. path? You know, like we're going to be doing this when they're five and six. Well, you that, know, that, like that may I don't be, know. That may be what they're going to have to do. You know, and, and the question will be, and we'll talk a little bit because I'm going to have you pick this game later. But, you know, if they go out to Los Angeles this week and lose to the Chargers, you know, 23 to 20, you know, I think I'd be OK with that. I mean, you still don't want them to lose. But if but if they go out there and get drilled, then you then to me, you've lost any momentum that you had from this Jets game and any kind of, you know, and from your performance against the Dallas Cowboys and your performance against the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, all that good stuff that you've kind of built up here in the last few weeks, that all goes away if you go out to Los Angeles and get hammered. I agree with you part way. I think that that what the latter half of what you just said is absolutely correct. If they lose the game twenty three to twenty, they've been losing every game that way. You know, like they've been losing every single week. Dallas by in overtime. Right. The the Bucks by missed field goal. Dolphins with a fumble. I mean, like every week there's some type of heartbreaking loss. It feels like they're the Lions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Matt Patricia's rubbing yeah, off on them. Could be. Um, but you know, like I'm sick of those losses. Like you got to figure out a way to win the game when it's close. Right. That's what good teams do. So if you're a good team, if you're a playoff team, and you keep losing by three to five points every single game and have a chance to win it at the end, you can't do it. To me, it's a failure. It's a failure, and they're back to square one with me. I'm not happy about a 23-20 loss, to be frank. I, I, you need a win against a quality opponent, not named Houston Texans, the freaking garbage Jets. But I yeah, mean, and goodness. The, and the Houston Texans, you had to, you had to struggle like hell to beat right. them. Right. You know, which was, which was one of the refreshing things, I guess, about the Jets, a team that you're supposed to beat, and they didn't just beat them, they beat the hell out of them. So that, right. you know, we'll take that and run, and then, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Um, Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, look, I'm kind of tired of talking about Tom Brady, you know, and, and I, you know I love the guy, but it's, it's, I'm just tired of, it seems like every week. Well, it is every week now because nobody has ever done anything that he is going to do from this point on in their career. 600 career touchdown passes. It's just, he's on pace to throw 51 touchdown passes this season, which would be a career best at 44, almost 45 years of age. I'm telling you, I don't know what is in this guy's DNA, but they better figure it out and bottle it. Water is wet, the sky is blue. I mean, what what else can you say? It's crazy, I mean, it's, though. it's crazy. It's absolutely. It's like we're numb to it now. Yeah, we're numb to it. It's 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 seriously. I mean, like, and then you have last week with them going into the game. He didn't really throw for that many yards. No. He was just in great position all the time and was just executing, just dominating that defense, dominating them. Um, the Bears are obviously a, a, another laughing stock there out in Chicago. But, you know, what? what's great about Brady is, again, like you said, his work regimen, like all those things that we've talked about over the years. I love this show coming on this show because every time we talk about the Patriots and we talk about them and how pissed off we are, we can always revert exactly right after the Patriots to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's great. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Now, they'll probably be without A.B. this week. Right. Chance Gronkowski comes back. Um, 
and they got a great game. I mean, that's a, that's going to be a fun game going down to New Orleans yep. and, and and seeing them. So it'll be fun. By the way, um, how about that deal that guy got oh. for the for the six hundredth ball? Yeah. What a, I mean, I I thought he was not going to get that good of a deal. He got a he got he he cleaned up. Well, especially on aisle five. well, especially when Tom Brady after the you know he got all the gear and stuff, and then Tom Brady says, "Oh, and by the way, I'm going to give you a Bitcoin, which turns out to be <laughs> worth sixty two thousand dollars." Now, look, I, I consider it sixty two thousand dollars of fake money. But that's just me because I'm old and I don't really understand the whole cryptocurrency thing. I, you know, I, I, I want to know how you turn that into actual money. Like, if, can I tell, go, tell that tell that to my crypto wallet? I, but but can, can I go somewhere and like cash that in and have somebody hand me sixty two thousand dollars? Does it work like that? I'm not sure. Sure, it, it does. Yeah, you link all you got to do. I can't believe we're saying this. All you got to do is well, like you're talking your, to link, grandpa link your, here. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I feel like I'm talking to my father. Yeah. Um, I, I, all you got to do is link your bank account to your crypto wallet and away you go, you know? So, you know, and then you transfer it to cash while you're in your crypto wallet and, okay. and deposit it from Coinbase or well, whatever into your wallet. Good so for that go. guy then. He got 62 grand. He got, <laughs> uh, he got a bunch of jerseys, uh, signed jerseys. He got what? Mike Evans is, uh, uh, cleats from the game. Yep. Day cleats. Uh, he got, got those a, season tickets, too, season tickets for the rest of this year and next year. That's a heck of a steal. A $1,000 to the uh, to the Tampa Bay Bucks store. I mean, you know, they said that if he had kept the ball, he was probably going to get at least a half a million bucks. Now, he didn't get Oh a, yeah. He didn't get a half a million bucks, but you know what? If he sells those jerseys and that helmet that Tom Brady signed, he'll still clean up pretty good. I mean, I think those season tickets are probably worth a pretty penny, oh, you yeah. know, like I would think, yeah. Yeah. You know, that the Bitcoin, I mean, he's probably got close to, you know, quarter of a quarter of a yep. million dollars. Yeah, right good there. for him. Good for him. Yeah. But how can she you just you know the funny part is just Mike Evans going, Oh, I really shouldn't have given that away, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how bad he must have felt. Oh my God. But you know, and the other thing I like about Brady to get back to to this game was when they interviewed him after the game was over. I love the guy's humility. Number mm. one, he always is crediting his teammates. He's like, Look, no, you know, I don't do this stuff by myself. But the other part of it is is he says, Look. I wasn't that great. I missed a lot of passes today. I missed a lot of open yep. receivers. I was, you know, he was 20 for 36, and he did. He missed a bunch of open guys. I Absolutely. love the fact that this guy, even at his age, with everything that he has accomplished, he's not, A, he's not satisfied, and B, he's not afraid to call himself out when he when he doesn't play his best. I mean, and a lot of guys won't do that. I credit the heck out of him for doing that. There's a great interview with him and Tony Romo before last year's Super Bowl. If you watch it, he talks about how much of a perfectionist he is where he may complete a pass but still be angry about it because he, <laughs> he was two inches off to the right, you know? like yeah. and, and he did that to Cameron Bright. He had a little pass where he missed him in the end zone and they had to settle. Um, but, like, you know, the guy is just a superhuman right now. And, and, and you know what? I, I, I should take that back. Not a superhuman. He's just an incredible human being and strives for the ultimate perfection. And that's something, honestly, that we can all take out of Tom Brady is is to strive for the best possible thing, and those good things are going to come to you. You know, I, 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 at my age, right, I'm 61 years old. God knows how many mm -hmm. how many years I have left. I was just thinking, you know, maybe Tom Brady's still going to be playing when I'm dead. Because <laughs> I'll let the, you know. Because, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> send it up in prayer so I can find it. But, uh, you know, it's just it's like – you know, I really wonder. I mean, the guy talks about, you know, he wants to play for, you know, till he's 50. I don't tell you what, I don't think there's anything that's going to stop him unless there's a team that will be afraid to give him a job. But I can't imagine that happening. 
He's like he's like the Gordy Howe of of NFL. Yeah, like it's it's well, incredible. And Gordy, Except on even better, you know, like it's well. Incredible. And Gordy Howe's a guy that I got to meet several times uh, during my broadcasting career. And by the way, I had the strongest grip ever. Almost broke <laughs> almost broke my hand shaking his hand. And he wasn't like he was trying to do that. He just and when I met him the first time I met him, he was sixty five years old and he almost put me to my knees. And I was a young kid. So. I can imagine holding the stick for that long in your career. Oh, you, yeah. you, you get pretty oh. used to grabbing onto a piece I'm, of wood. I'm telling you, he could crack walnuts with his hands. He didn't need it. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> here's an image everybody needs. Um, there you go. Let's, couple, oh, Lord. Two other games I want to talk about last week before we get to this week's picks, and it was the uh, the monsoon games from last week. And yeah. That was number one, the Indianapolis Colts going in and beating – the San Francisco 49ers, I have to be honest with you. And, you know, you and I talked about this last week. You said, you know, we can't figure out exactly what it is the Colts are. And you know what? Even though they beat the San Francisco 49ers last week, I'm still not sure. Because, you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, look, it wasn't like Carson Wentz was great. You know, I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't great. I mean, they ran the ball fairly well. Their defense played much better than I thought. But I was I, – I was ta- I, my takeaways with this, Dan, I don't know how much of it was a product of the weather, and I don't know how much of it was a product of Jimmy Garoppolo really just not being sharp yet. Um, first off, if anybody listens to the Sunday card, they know that we do an under-the-weather podcast, which is my favorite – or under-the-weather segment, rather, which is, like, my favorite thing. So this thing and them talking about bomb cyclones yeah. and, like, atmospheric <laughs> rivers and all that stuff, like, I get off on that. That is just my favorite <laughs> thing. Um, but in, in another world, you, I'll you be and a, You and Al Roker. But, yeah. But, but what I would say would be the best offensive play that the Colts had on Sunday night – Yeah was the offensive pass interference. (laughs) Every (laughs) single, every single drive, there was just like, all right, 49ers are going to stop them, 49ers are going to stop them, and then just throw a bomb up and the 49ers cornered. I mean, like, I'm not sure, like, who taught. I mean, these guys, like, just don't know how to turn around. I mean, did did they not get that when they they were in practice? Is, hey, uh, Turn your head for the football. It's it's, it's really not that well, hard, you, you know? know. Like it's 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 like mind-boggling to me. So I agree with you. Like we don't know really what the Colts are, but I'll tell you what, the Colts are slowly starting to kind of figure things out, and they don't make mistakes. Right. Like in a game like that, the idea like they're good at turnovers, they don't turn the ball over, and all that stuff. Like they don't make the mistakes; they let other teams make the mistakes, and that's what keeps them in games very similar to how like the Patriots have been for the last, you know, 20 years is the Colts are very much like that. Now Wentz is playing a lot better, like a lot better the last few weeks, very, very quietly. Mm. I think the Colts might be coming on and might be starting to turn into the team that we thought they might be in the preseason. Well, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, you know, the, you, you, the, to your point about the, uh, uh, about the 49ers, they only had seven penalties in that game. But it was for 122 yards. That's what I'm saying. I mean, God. 122 yards on seven penalties. And, you know, look, I I don't know, you know, again, I still think maybe if the weather's better, maybe it's a different outcome. Maybe not. You know, I don't know. But uh, I I still, I just came away from that game going, uh, what did I just watch? Because I really wasn't. (laughs) No, seriously, I really wasn't sure. Well, you want to, and let's, we'll segue from that to, the Saints and the Seahawks 
Yeah. And let me tell you one thing. Roger Goodell does not want that game as the poster for why you should watch NFL football. <laughs> that was just ugly, gross. It really was. Yeah. Geno Smith, huh? Yeah. Oh. Uh, can yeah. we like can we like do what we did to Anthony Allen last year? Put him in a box and send him to Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> like let's just like get him out. Yeah. Get him off the screen. Like it, it's a rough go of it with Seattle right now. I mean, they're just without Russell Wilson, it's it's so, so brutal. Um, what they have to deal with. Uh, the, the Saints could have won that game by a lot more if if their defense had you know the couple of interceptions that were plopped into their lap right, you know like right. it was just it was it was a very frustrating game but you know what i mean look the saints have played have not played at home like at all this season right and they are where they are i mean they're a four and two football team that's pretty good like right. they they've gone on the road they went in a tough environment seattle primetime game Jameis winston like you know they couldn't run the football very well but they just made enough plays. They got lucky. They had missed field goals. Like they just made enough plays to win the football game. Yeah, and that's and that same defense is good. I mean, you know, yeah. that, I mean that's the thing. I mean, it's you know, I know it was Geno Smith, but that Saint defense is still very solid. Right, right. There's no question about that. And I think I again, I've I've been telling you, like the Saints defense to me is the top five defense in the league. Uh, Dennis Allen, one of the better defensive coordinators. By the way, like you know. I don't know if you've seen that little Peyton Manning, Eli Manning broadcast no, I have not. or whatever. No, I have not. It is, it is, it is like somewhat hilarious. Like it is like, there is just like so many fun, like Marshawn Lynch just swearing on national TV was hilarious. Just, uh, and, and they had Brady on there and, and that was a really interesting thing. Like if anybody wants to watch the game, and actually learn something instead of listening to Brian deadhead Gracie and Lewis Riddick. I mean, if you actually want to learn something about the game, like it's pretty good to watch. Just saying. I'll have to, I'll have to tune it in. I, I saw it was that it was going to be on. I saw Brady was going to be on a Marshawn Lynch. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just, you know what it is? It's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's it's goofy. There's no question about yeah. it. But if you can get past that, you really learn stuff. About well, I, I think it's you know it's probably just it's the old man get off my lawn. Stuff. <laughs> that's just that's just too as do. usual. Uh, so uh, before we get to this week's games, uh, so the New York Jets not only did they get hammered by the Patriots last week, they lost their quarterback. Yep. And uh, so and we saw what Mike White's capable of last week, which the answer is not a lot. Uh, it's so bad that they actually had to go out and trade to reacquire Joe Flacco. <laughs> so it, it just gets worse for the New York I mean, Jets. like, why? You know what? Why didn't, they, show why, you? why didn't they hire? You tell you what? I think if I'm the Jets, I would have rather have signed Cam Newton than Joe Flacco. Probably. Yeah. I mean, at least he gives you something more dynamic. Like, look, Joe Flacco, like. Why, if the Jets were just going to trade back for him, right. like, why didn't they just keep him? Keep him to begin with. <laughs> like, why, why don't you just right. keep the guy and said, we're going with two rookies. Right. You know, you got Zach Wilson out there, uh, Mr. Just run around like a psycho and get killed all the time. And then you got youth pastor Mike White. Like, what do you got? <laughs> like, to me, like, I mean, seriously, seriously. Yeah. Like, every youth pastor I know is named Mike White. It's, like, incredible. But, like, there's, there's a just lack of 
brain power from the organization that that the Jets just continue to baffle people with the lack of brain power that they don't have that they have. I mean, it, it's crazy. So you know, you give up. Oh, what's a fifth round pick for Joe Flacco? Sure, why not? But it just shows you the gross incompetence there. So this is uh, probably going to be another blowout for the Jets. You right, know, and right. they'll play the Bengals and they'll get waxed by thirty. And you know, we'll all you know have a good time. You know, this is the circus the circus is back home in town. So it's great. You, you know, it, it, it you bring up an interesting point though when you talk about you know why didn't they just keep Joe Flacco? And we talk about some of these backup quarterbacks. You know, when you look around the league, how many teams do you think? have a backup quarterback that if they were to lose their starter, now he wouldn't be as good as the starter, but how many teams do you think are out there that they could lose their starting quarterback, go to their number two guy, and still uh, put out a reasonable facsimile of an offense? Oh, man, that's a really hard question. Um, I think right now, like, you know, off the top of my head, just thinking of some teams, I think Chicago could do it. Cause well, I think, Chicago be, I think Chicago would be better off with – their backup quarterback. Right, backup. <laughs> I mean, Philadelphia is like known for, for having like to putting like a stockpiling these quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, in case they need to, so they love quarterbacks there, you know, um, obviously like, I think Buffalo would be okay with Trubisky. I think, you know, he's played. Okay. So it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple teams around that, that could do it. But like when you ignore the problem wholeheartedly, that's when, you know, you look at your team and like, if you can't get that right, the backup quarterback is not something that's that hard to find, you know, like yeah. you need just a halfway decent guy. Like you're not going to win with the guy, like, you know, you're not going to go to the playoffs or something like that, but you just need a guy that can come in and win for a couple of weeks. That's not that difficult right, to right. figure out. There's plenty of guys that can do that. Colt McCoy out in Arizona, like a guy that can just come in and for a week or two, just weather the storm and not be an idiot. And, and, you know, they'll, they'll go with two rookies, two rookies. I mean, like that's the jets. Well, you know, that's their point. It's true. You know, and I think, you know, to, to that point, I think like, for instance, if Patrick Mahomes couldn't play for a week, the chiefs would not be horrendous with Chad. Henning. No, no. Like that's a really good, that's again, that's another one, you know, that a guy that's had some experience, the Raiders with Marcus Mariota, right, like right. that's another one. Like, you know, like there's so many teams out there. Like they understand that the backup quarterback is semi-important, I think, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show you just even with Joe Douglas and everybody really liked Joe Douglas coming over from Philadelphia and, you know, trying to, you know, build this team and actually get them back to relevancy. There's still just some weird disconnect between them and, and the head coaching staff. And, you know, I know it's going to take time with the head coaching staff. Like it's, it's going to be a while, but man, like they just still, when they're bad, I mean, they really know how to be bad when they're bad. <laughs> they're professionals at it. Well, I guess you got to be good at something. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get to this week's games. Um, unfortunately, one of the best games of the week or the one that probably is going to have the most attention is the game that's going to be tonight that that uh, we're not going to be able to talk about the end of it and that's the uh, Arizona and uh, the Green Bay Packers that's going to be a fun game uh, I'm fascinated by that yeah, game it's uh, going to be interesting with all the players out for the Packers it's going to be hard but yeah I, like, I think so too yeah well <laughs> your best receivers out so I'm sure I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is really excited about this one but uh and that's probably why Arizona's a six and a half point favorite for the game too correct all right uh let's start with uh the closest line of the week and uh, that is, uh, can the Tennessee Titans 
follow up what they did last week. They are at Indianapolis, and as I said, I still don't understand what Indianapolis is. We're going to get a really good probably gauge on that this week. Tennessee at Indianapolis, the Colts a one-point favorite. Yeah, so earlier in the week, this opened up as the Titans is like a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So uh, that line has been the biggest line movement of the week has been to the Colts. Now, we talked about the Titans really being like this team that's really on the rise, and I got, you know, you have them in your Super Bowl, you know, contenders list and all that stuff now they beat the they beat the the bills you know on monday night football and had a short week and then came back and beat the chiefs and not only beat them but embarrassed them and it's like wow like the titans are really really coming on they look like a great team this is a perfect spot for them to just fall flat on their face so I, i'm gonna take the colts here really i think the Col- I i think the colts are starting to figure it out quietly assuredly they're putting together the offense wentz has played a lot better um, they'll get a little bit healthier. They had some guys out on, on, on Sunday night that'll hopefully be back. You know, hopefully they'll be able to find T.Y. Hilton back onto the practice, uh, back onto the field this week. I like the Colts here to, to, it's not really an upset now. I mean, they're one point favorites. So, you know, the Colts at home, um, they've dominated the Titans historically at home. So I think the Titans are a slightly overrated football team. I think the Colts find a way to win. The Pittsburgh Steelers at your Cleveland Browns. And uh, there is a now Baker Mayfield says he wants to play and he still thinks there's a chance he will play even with him not as a go. Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite. This is a huge game for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the Browns. That that division is a dogfight. Yep. Yep. No question about that. I mean, they that this division is going to be tough. Um, the rest of the way, uh, the Ravens losing to the Bengals is, was really actually helpful for both of these teams that are playing in this game here. So I, uh, I think that this will be, this will be a good matchup. I think it'll be close. Um, the question is, is Baker playing? That's a huge question because I don't know if the Browns as good as they are at running the football and they're getting Nick Chubb back. So that's like a big deal, but as good as they are at running the football, this is a really good Steelers run defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I will be fascinated to see that side of the ball and who's going to win that battle. Um, I think the Browns are going to have to throw it to be able to to be successful. Now, granted, Pittsburgh is going to have to protect Ben Roethlisberger, and that is easier, good obviously, luck. said than done because yeah. now you got Miles Garrett coming after his head. Right. So that'll be a lot of fun, and Clowney should be back. So, you know, I, I think this is a fascinating game. I need to start getting my brownies you know, on the right track. So I'm going to get the Browns on this game, and I think they'll pull this out. Uh, close, close game, though, for Cleveland. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's head down to New Orleans because it's one of my favorite places in the world, and the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bradys at the New Orleans Saints. The Bucks are a five-point favorite on the road. That's a good just- New Orleans defense. It might be, really might be it might be the best defense that Tampa's seen all year. Yeah, I, I think it probably is. By the way, I just uh, the the idea of you being at like Mardi Gras really blows my mind. I, so that would I, be a lot of fun. I have been there. <laughs> I can't even imagine uh, what would go on down there. But <laughs> I digress. Um, I don't know if I want to imagine it. But don't. anyway, <laughs> um, listen again. Like you said, close game. I, I I think this game will be really really tough. This is the hardest game on the board so far for the Bucks right here. They're on the road. They have not historically done that great. Obviously, everybody points back to, you know, um, 
the playoff game last year. But, you know, with Drew Brees, the way he was playing in that game, I, I think that really had a lot to do with it. This is the best defense of the Saints, of the Saints like that the Bucks are going to see. So, you know, to me, is Gronkowski going to play? I think that'll really, really help the Bucs uh, offensively. And can he be effective, especially in the run game? The, the Saints run defense, I mean, Demario Davis, that guy is just a piss missile. I mean, he is amazing at getting through the hole. He's incredible. Can I, so quote, that's you, gonna be... can I quote you on that one? Sure, absolutely. That No copyright I there like for that. you. I like that one. Yeah, he he really is, though. I mean, he's just been filling holes left and right. I, I really think that the Saints are going to create a lot of problems. But my issue is, can you trust Jameis? Can you trust Jameis in this spot? to beat the Todd Bowles defense. Like they're going to come after Jameis and they're going to try to make a lot of mistakes. They're not going to allow Kamar to run the football. Can they get Kamar but, out in open space? It's going to be difficult. That, that's a weak secondary that the Bucks. It is right now, you know, and Kamara, what he had 128 yards receiving last week. Yeah, there's no question. And, and that Seattle defense, you know, I don't think that Seattle defense is, is honestly very strong to be quite honest with you. Okay. So I, this is going to be a hard game. If I had any stones, I would take the Saints to win this game. Um, but I've learned my lesson on how not to bet against Tom Brady. So I, tell you I what, will. I I know what you're going to say, but I I would take New Orleans if I was getting the points. Yes, I I, I am. Like, on the Sunday points. card, you, on the Sunday card, you're yeah. probably taking the Saints. But yes, straight, absolutely. Straight up here, it's the Bucks. Straight up here, I, I think that there's probably who knows. I might change my mind by Sunday, but I think for now, for the show, I'll I'll take the Bucks to win, but the Saints with the points, no question. Another fascinating game: the Dallas Cowboys are at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Dak Prescott dealing with a little bit of an injury. He has been limited in practice. I think it's a calf injury, uh, mm-hmm. so he is a little bit banged up. I you know they expect that he's going to play. But this is a, uh, a kind of a big one for the Minnesota Vikings in that when you look at the NFC, we talked about the AFC where there's a team that's under 500 that's going to make the playoffs. That's not happening in the NFC. Nope. So you don't want to get below that 500 mark and then have to dig your way out. And Minnesota right now at 3-3, three and three, this is a huge game for them. I will say that the NFC is a top-heavy uh league i think there's five teams at the top like we talked about last week that right. are 100 percent playoff locks right but but that leaves only two spots left right it? and new orleans so, is going to be one of them well that you know that's that's going to be i think you're probably right on that that yep. we'll see what happens yep. but i think that um i think this is obviously a great game great matchup uh you know it's going to be minnesota's rush defense and pass rush versus the dallas offensive line Whoever wins that wins the game. Uh, Dallas has been just fantastic. I mean, out of this world. Their offense is just great. They're great in the turnover differential. Um, they get off the. They, they they continue drives on third downs. They're they just score at will at will at will. They're the best offense in football. Um, upset special of the week. I'm going to take the Vikings here to win the game. I think that wow. they're going to they're going to get it done on Sunday night. And we talked about it. I know that I've said it before on the show, but. Kirk Cousins as an underdog with the Vikings, undefeated, straight up and against the spread. We're going to take it one more time. Last year, the Vikings really missed those home fans. I mean, they they lost so many close games at home. This year is a different story for them. I really, really like the Vikings here this week. 
uh, to pull the upset. I think when you have a team that's six and zero against the spread, now you're going to have to start saying, okay, when are they going to actually lose one? So I, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here. That's interesting. I mean, I you know I I think Kirk Cousins will probably play well. My concern is the Vikings. Are they going to be able to stop that Dallas? They're averaging that Dallas offense is averaging over 34 points a game. That's absurd. They're fantastic. That's absurd. There's no question. There's no question, but listen, the Vikings are leading the league in sacks this year. Okay. And Zach and Dak coming off of that hand that calf injury, yeah. I don't know if he's as mobile as, as they're leading him out to be. So if okay. they can just create pressure, not just they don't have to they, they would love to sack him, but like just create pressure, make him uncomfortable. I think it could be a, a, a an off night for Mr. Prescott. All right. Patriots going to Los Angeles to play the San Diego Chargers. Uh the uh the Chargers are a six point favorite. On a on a scale of like hopeless to, to, to ten, like what are we what are we feeling about this game? Hopeless. Just curious. <laughs> I think the Patriots have no shot to win this game. Okay, I, I'm glad to hear that from you. Because you're going to um, tell me they're going to win it now. Uh, there, there is a there is a. Gr- I mean, I think this is a really good matchup. By the way, there are horrible matchups like this week. Oh yeah, for for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that, Rams, got a couple... that Rams Houston game is going to be a great one. Oh yeah, doozy! It'll be a doozy. <laughs> Uh, now, now the Texans are just going to pull the upset. Yeah, probably right. that. Yeah, but, yeah. but, um, but I mean, like the four o'clock window, you've got the Bucks Saints, right? Yeah. And you've got this game, and then you got like Broncos Washington, Jacksonville and, like, and Seattle's you know, another one. Jacksonville Seattle. I mean, can you get two worst corner TV no. games in those? I no. mean, it's terrible. No. So you know, I to me, I think that this game obviously comes down to just a couple of things. Can the Patriots create? some type of pressure and confuse the young quarterback. That is a, a, a huge thing. You know, I think this is a Belichick uh, led defense this week. Like I think okay. he's taken over. He's taken over with the play calls. I think that's encouraging. I do really much worry. Like I said about the McCordy and Jones injuries just scare me to death. Can they cover these two guys and Williams and Allen? I mean, they're, they're really good. I think they'll be able to stop Eckler. I, I don't think that the offensive line, although it's better I don't think the offensive line of the Chargers is great. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we know what this what the uh, the key to beating the Chargers is. It's run the football. Right. Um, you know, worst team in the league in yards per carry. So they can be run on. The Patriots have to do have to win this game with their rush offense. Like they, they have to do it. Keep possession, keep the ball, keep it away from Herbert. And uh, you know, I'll tell you something. I know that the Chargers have been this darling, but to me, I think they've gotten pretty lucky in a lot of spots, especially with going forward on fourth down. Uh, they've been very successful with that, you know. And I think the Ravens really exposed a lot of their weaknesses two weeks ago. And I know they're coming off the bye, but to me, uh, listen, I I'm going to keep assuming that this is this was a, a a jumping off point for the Patriots this week. So I I am close game. I'm going to still believe. The Patriots can can win a game like this. So, hey, they're they're undefeated on the road, Gene. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, all right, all right. So I I think LA is LA was kind of them last year. If they play half half of what they played last year, and the Chargers play half as better, they still win the game. So right. you know, I think uh, I think the Patriots will will find a way to win. So that'll be a lock on the Sunday card too, because you're going to be getting six points. So I know you'll be. Oh, that's a that's a that that that's probably one of my top two picks on yeah. the Sunday card. No All right, question. I'm going to have you pick the Monday night game, and normally I wouldn't because the Giants stink. 
But the Giants are coming off a pretty good defensive performance last week. I know you have to realize it's you know it's Carolina and all that, but but they still you know only gave up three points last week. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is not good lately. Uh, the Chiefs are a nine and a half point favorite at home against the Giants. Can the Giants find a way to win this game? No, <laughs> there's just no way. Okay. There's just, there's I just uh, I could never in my life. I mean I. I think that this the Giants are just you know last week they ran into a team. I was that, trying to throw Sam, New York fans a bone for God's sake. I know, I know, but you know last week was like Sam Darnold coming back right. to New York. Like that was so like House of obvious, Hers. you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> like this this is them going to Kansas City. I mean, this is gonna be this is not gonna be a, a winnable game for the Giants. However. I do think that the Chiefs should not be nine and a half point favorites against anybody right now. So yeah, I, I would agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I, I want it makes me want to puke saying it, but I wouldn't mind taking the points of the Giants. Right. I think that that's. I think it's feasible, but there's just they they just can't do. It. I mean, I I would think maybe that Daniel Jones could create some plays if they can get some of those guys back on offense, the right. Gallaudets, the Tonys, yep. the Barclays. You know, like it those guys could, could help yeah. them and maybe, maybe keep it close. Right. But, you know, to me, it's, 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 this is a Chiefs win. By the way, it's nice to see that the NFC East is uh, continuing its good run of good play outside of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that's just, that, that division is just horrid. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, it, it, it's not something we, we like to discuss too often on the show. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I could imagine. Well, Dan, enjoy the games uh, here on Week Eight. I hope that uh, I hope that the Patriots deliver you what you what you're wishing for. I, I just I have a bad feeling. I hope I'm wrong, and you know way more. But you've probably forgotten more about football than I know. But uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping that you're right and I'm wrong. So uh, uh, you know, we'll see. Me, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm just I I uh, I'll actually be watching this from Martinsville in, at NASCAR event on Sunday. So I'm You're very excited to, to go to that. Are you really? I'm going. To, yeah, I'm going to Martinsville cheering on Joey Logano. So that'll Atta be boy. a lot of fun and uh, get our Middletown, Connecticut guy. Uh, just keep him alive in the he, playoffs. Yeah, he, needs to, so. he needs to win to get in. Right. Exactly. So. We'll be we'll be definitely cheering him on, and then Neat. you know obviously watching the Patriots. Oh, so that'll be that'll be a fun Sunday. That's awesome. We'll have a good time, and uh, we will look forward. We're, we are not going to have Dan on next week. Just a programming note: I'm going to be actually on the road in North Carolina, so we will talk to you in two weeks. Uh, so enjoy the game, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. You too, Gene. God bless. All right, Dan Zampano here on Sports Country Radio.